Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that may ail you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are titling this particular one, Simmering Summer Ballads. Now, why is that? Well, uh, my wife and I just had uh, some friends over, and, you know, we are in the thick of the summer season. It is late July, and if you're like me, you know, you like to hang out with friends during the summer because a lot of my friends are teachers and that's kind of when they're quote-unquote off during the summer. So, but the days just have this kind of oppressive hot heat. It's just, it, it's too much. You generally tend to hang out in the evening hours, you know. Um, but the only thing about that is, you know, you're having a couple of drinks, you're having a good time with your friends, you know. And then it, it just, that's about the time about around dusk that it usually just hits me when it's like this thick mass of air is just outside. It's like the heat hasn't left, but the dusk just trying to kind of treats it like a big bubble. It's humid, it's hazy, you know, and even though it's dusk. And this is when I like to kind of go to my jazz ballads and that sort of tempo those sort of sounds every once in a while you get a nice breeze but for the most part it's just like this blanket of like swarthy hot air and it's simmering so i wanted to give you an episode of the podcast no matter where you are if you are experiencing you know days or nights like this then here is an episode for you to play so with that being said, we want to thank everyone for listening, and stay cool, and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. 
Talk about setting the mood right from the beginning with that set right there. Uh, again, you are listening to uh, an episode called Simmering Summer Ballads, and I think that this exemplifies that to the nth degree. So what you just heard was the classic standard, Alone Together. And that was performed by the inimitable, the formidable, (laughs) uh, Chet Baker on the trumpet uh, from his 1958 album, Chet, on Riverside Records. Uh, It also features the great Pepper Adams on Barry Sachs, Herbie Mann on the flute, Kenny Burrell on the guitar, the one and only Bill Evans on the piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and both Connie Kay and Philly Joe Jones on the drums and different different musical selections all on this album. It's this very star-studded cast on this particular album, and this is one of my absolute favorite 
Chet Baker albums. So highly, highly recommend this one. Um, but alone together, it's hardly ever played that slow. And that is why it counts as a simmering summer ballad. Uh, before that, we heard uh, one of the most gorgeous songs by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. And it's the classic Dave Brubeck Quartet. Dave Brubeck on piano, the great Paul Desmond on alto sax, Eugene Wright on the bass, and Joe Morello on the drums. We heard the closing track to the album Jazz Impressions of Japan. We heard the, the track Koto Song, which is hauntingly beautiful and perfect for a simmering summer ballad. And then we started off with the great Coleman Hawkins, joined by Ben Webster in dueling tenor saxes, with Alvin Stoller on the drums, Herb Ellis on the guitar, Ray Brown on the bass, and the one and only Oscar Peterson on the piano. We heard La Rosita from the 1957 Verve Records album, Coleman Hawkins Encounters Ben Webster. Yes. So, La Rosita, followed by Koto Song, followed by Alone Together. Now, if you're trying to scratch this down, don't worry about it. We've already got that handled for you. You just need to check out the website. And the website is... Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find information on every track with its artwork for each album. So if you want to go and dig through record crates or order something or hopefully support your local record store if you have one, you know exactly what to look for if you find a track that is very special to you or that you really dig. Um, not to mention, you can also get in touch with us. So we've already gotten a few emails, and we do appreciate it. Uh, feel free to leave a comment um, or email us. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, yeah, and if you want to um, leave feedback, you can do so um, at... Uh, wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Again, the only thing I would ask is that if you do leave a low rating, that's totally your prerogative to leave one, but tell us what we can do to help enhance the experience for you. And for those of you who love it, thank you for giving it four and five stars. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. We do love you madly. Um, so yeah, that's my soapbox as far as... <laughs> Uh, where you can find the podcast and share it with your friends. If there's something that you think that they would dig an episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast, by all means, share it with them. Okay? We'd love to have new listeners. Uh, we welcome everybody with open arms and open hearts. So, because our mission here, I'm not making any money on this. I have to actually pay in order to post this on SoundCloud. So, um, yeah. So, um, this is strictly for the, the, the good nature of spreading great music that I really believe in, which is great jazz. And um, 
hopefully it's given you some cool vibes to listen to and um, sometimes it's educational sometimes it's just fun sometimes it's kind of a background thing and that's okay because jazz can do many many roles it can play many many roles and do many many things so there you go uh, up next for this next set uh, we're going to kind of um, have a theme within a theme so to speak we are going to be listening uh, to three selections that deal with stars because after all if it's a simmering summer ballad you're probably outside or at least looking out your window and hopefully if it's a clear enough night enjoying some starlight so here are three songs that deal with stars you're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast Thank mm-hmm. you. 
The Frog, or The Brute, depending on which nickname you want uh, to give him. Uh, It was Ben Webster, and I can't get enough Ben Webster. Love Ben. Big Ben. Um, Yeah, and that was with the Ellington Orchestra live in Fargo, North Dakota, November 7, 1940. Killer, killer, killer 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 um date and um thanks to jack towers and dick burris we actually got to hear a live concert of that infamous blanton webster band of duke ellington's featuring the immense talents of tenor saxophonist ben webster and the bass giant jimmy blanton uh the first jb Uh, But Stardust was that last tune, and 
such a gorgeous tune. Um, ben Webster actually went to Jack Towers to request a fresh disc for this next piece. He didn't want the ta- <laughs> the tape or the disc to run out uh, before he, he, he recorded Stardust. Uh, so what we get is an eloquent tribute by way of response to the 1939, just the previous year, the 1939 recording of Body and Soul by Coleman Hawkins. Once again, you see there pairing Coleman Hawkins and Ben Webster. Um, so Ben Webster wanted to basically do to Stardust what Coleman Hawkins did to Body and Soul. And Ben's harmonic sense is a little bit different and not as chromatic as Coleman Hawkins. Um, but his tone, uh, it, it kind of furthers the concept that Coleman Hawkins laid down a year earlier on Body and Soul. Um, we heard three solo rides by Ben Webster here, and Ben Webster said that this was an arrangement that he worked up with Jimmy Blanton, the two stars of that band, for Duke Ellington. Um, and you have to wonder who wrote out the spare background for the rest of the orchestra. So, was it Duke? Who knows? Um, but Jerry Valburn expressed it best when he wrote that, quote, this is the beginning of a long friendship between Jack Towers and Ben Webster, and over the years Jack made many copies on both acetate disc and tape for his friend Ben Webster. Um, Stardust is probably the finest moment for Ben Webster at this entire Fargo concert, um, and actually one of the high points of the entire evening period. Yeah, so Stardust. Uh, Before that, in the middle of that set, uh, we had another tribute to the stars with uh, the great Dexter Gordon. Long, tall Dexter. We heard Stairway to the Stars from the classic Blue Note album Our Man in Paris, recorded May 23rd, 1963, featuring... Dexter Gordon on the tenor saxophone, the great Bud Powell on the piano, Pierre Michelot on the bass, and Kluke himself, Kenny Clark on the drums. Yeah, the Our Man in Paris album is phenomenal from beginning to end. You cannot go wrong if you grab this album. This has got so many so many exemplary tunes by Dexter Gordon. It's probably one of my top three favorites if I had to choose one by Dexter and I just love it. I love the interplay between him and Bud Powell. So, can't recommend that one enough. And um, then, starting off the whole set, with our very first tribute to the stars, we heard the song A Handful of Stars um, by the one and only Stan Getz. And it comes from his Verve album, Stan Getz and the Cool Sounds. Um, 
yeah incredible I'm, I'm trying to look at the um, the liner notes here and it's a facsimile of the the back of the album so they say about a handful of stars this ballad came from a film hullabaloo and received some circulation through a Glenn Miller recording in the early 1940s. Uh, Lou Levy's piano provides the introduction and then backs stand firmly as the latter plays a very quiet initial chorus. Here, Leroy Venegar's beautifully wrought bass line assumes a virtual partnership with Stan's melody. Throughout, the drumbeat is, is live, but unobtrusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, of course, the great Stan Getz on tenor saxophone, Shelley Mann on the drums, Leroy Venager on the bass, and the great Lou Levy on piano. Mm, mm, mm. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, so besides that entire set being a tribute to the stars, hopefully you've noticed that it was an entire... Uh, tenor led set so or featured set so you have Stan Getz then you have the great Dexter Gordon and then we ended with Ben Webster with the Blanton Webster band uh, from the great Duke Ellington and his orchestra from the Fargo concert now this one we're going to shift directions and we're going to give you three of the best female vocalists in all of jazz. And it is definitively three simmering summer ballads. So we do hope you enjoy. Enough speaking from me. Let's get back to some music. Thinking of you 
just tiptoe into all my dreams. So Since I've begun Day in, day out Without a doubt I'll be thinking Thinking
saudade de ver renascer moço a vida Volta, querido Teus abraços precisam dos meus Os meus braços precisam dos teus Estou tão sozinha De olhar para o além Vem ver a vida Sem você, meu amor, eu não sou ninguém Sem você, meu amor, eu não sou If you had a sense of humor, you would laugh to beat the band. Look at yourself. Do you still believe the rumor that romance is simply grand? Since you took it on the chin, You have lost that toothpaste grin My mental state is all a jumble I sit around and sadly mumble Fools rush in So here am I Very glad to be unhappy. I can't win, but here am I. More than glad to be unhappy. Unrequited love's a bore. And I've got it pretty bad But for someone you adore It's a pleasure to be sad Like a strange lamb With no memory no happy I'm so unhappy but oh so glad <laughs> 
unrequited love's a bore And I've got it pretty bad But for someone you adore It's a pleasure to be sad Like a string, baby lamb With no mammy and no happy I'm so unhappy February 21st, 1958, that was Glad to be Unhappy, uh, with, of course, Billy Holiday on the vocals, but Ray Ellis uh, and his orchestra. He was also the arranger and conductor, uh, and in his band, Irby Green, J.J. Johnson, Tom Mitchell on trombone, Danny Bank, Phil Bodner, Romeo Pinke. Uh, and an unknown player uh, in the woodwind section, George Ochner, violin and concertmaster, uh, 11 unknown violins, three unknown violas, David Sawyer, and two unknown cellists, Janet Putnam on the harp, Phil Krauss on percussion, Elise Britton, Miriam Workman, Lois question mark, soprano voices in the background, the great Mal Waldron, who was Billy Holiday's pianist, uh, was retained here on piano. Barry Galbraith on guitar. The one and only Milt Hinton on the bass and O.C. Johnson on the drums. And we got to hear a great little snippet of a trombone solo by J.J. Johnson. Incredible. And this comes off of Billy Holiday's last full studio uh, recording Lady in Satin, which is just a heartbreaking um, album to listen to, but so worth it. If you love Lady Day, it is so, so worth it. Uh, before that, we heard the one and only Esperanza Spalding with the Tuchino... I'm sorry, the Baden-Powell and Venetius de Gemarais. Sorry, I'm always used to putting Tacchino with Venetius. But Venetius Gemarais and uh, Baden-Powell wrote uh, the selection that we heard, performed by Esperanza Spalding, and it was called Samba M. Preludio. And it featured a gorgeous duet between Esperanza Spalding on bass and vocals with guitarist Nino Jocel. Uh It could be Nino, but I think it's Nino Jocel. And if it is the other way, I apologize. Um, but beautiful stylings uh, by both 
and it comes off of Esperanza's album Esperanza. I'm always going back to that album. I mean, I love all of Esperanza's output, but I just keep going back to that album, you know. So, I love, love, love it. So, um, keep on doing what you're doing, Esperanza. Incredible. And um, then we started off the set with another fantastic female vocalist, the one and only, the divine one, Sassy Sarah Vaughn. We heard the Burt Kalmar Harry Ruby composition, Thinking of You. And it was recorded July 27th. About, so about this time, uh, a year in 1950 in New York from the Divine Sarah Vaughn. Uh, but this I have in a collection called This Is Jazz, Volume 20. And, um, of course, the great Sarah Vaughn is on vocals, but Will Bradley and Buddy Morrow and Jack Satterfield are in the trombone section. Gus Griffith, Jimmy Maxwell, and Melvin Solomon are in the trumpet section. Bill Versace, Jay Abato, Al Clovis, R. Banzak, and Jay Udrich are in the saxophones. Mundell Lowe. The great Mundell Lowe is on guitar, Frank Carroll on bass, Terry Snyder on drums, and arranging and, and conducting the group is Norman Layden. So, yeah, great set of uh, tunes on this um, compilation. Jan this is Jazz Volume 20, Sarah Vaughn. Um, so, yeah, some great simmering summer ballads from some sensational singers. How's that for alliteration, folks? Um, yeah, hopefully you dug that set. That was nice. That was really nice. So, we kind of have a different theme to tie this next three together in this upcoming set. And it has a little bit to do with the moon. So, there you go. Remember, if you want information on all these tracks, just check out the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com. And remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And feel free to write to us. We always love to hear from our listeners. So, that being said, uh, let's get back to some more simmering. Summer Ballads.
I'd love to get you on a slow boat to China. All to myself alone. Get yous and keep yous in my arms evermore and leave all your lovers weeping on a faraway shore out on the briny where that moon a big and shiny Melting your heart of stone Honey, I'd love to get you On a slow boat to China All to myself
Absolutely stellar album, Birth of the Cool, recorded March 9, 1950, Miles Davis, leader and the trumpet player, J.J. Johnson again on the trombone, Gunther Schuler on French horn, John Barber on tuba, the great Lee Konitz. On alto sax, Jerry Mulligan on the Barry sax, Al McKibben on the bass, and on drums, the one and only Max Roach. Mm, mm, mm. Killer album for Capitol uh, Records, Birth of the Cool. Before that, we heard the uh, <laughs> the wonderful vocalist, Al Hibbler, who Duke Ellington, I'm trying to go back and think exactly what he called him. I think he called him the world's most fine, the world's finest vocal pantomimist, <laughs> I think is what he called Al Hibbler. Um, yeah, an incredible vocalist, Al Hibbler. We heard On a Slow Boat to China, recorded July 19th, 1950. One, so just over what is that? Sixty, seventy years ago, mm. and that comes from the Chronological Classics album, Al Hibbler, nineteen fifty to nineteen fifty-two. Great stuff, and then. We heard from the vibraphonist extraordinaire, Gary Burton, and pianist composer extraordinaire, Keith Jarrett, from their 1971 album, Gary Burton and Keith Jarrett. Uh, We heard Moonchild in a medley with In Your Quiet Place which are two beautiful songs, both written by Keith Jarrett. Um, And Burton and Jarrett are joined by Sam Brown on the guitar, Bill Goodwin on the drums, and the one and the only Steve Swallow on the bass. And um, 
Even though it was issued in 1971, the album, it was recorded in late July 1970. So 51 years ago, they were making these beautiful simmering summer songs. So, hope you really dug that. Um, Some little traces of the moon in that particular set. Uh, As we press on to this next set, um, these are uh, a little bit, it's kind of pushing the envelope just a little bit, uh, but they're beautiful in in a different light. You can't just have all tunes in the same vein. You know, you've got to have tunes that show all sides. So, we've got some We've got three really interesting and, and cool things for you in this set, and we do hope you dig it. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we we wouldn't be anything without you, the listeners, um, and we we really really do appreciate it. So, um, yeah, thank you. You know, we don't necessarily say it enough, but thank you so much. Um, all right, let's get to our set of music here for this set of simmering summer ballads you're listening to the dr jazz podcast
Hari by Teriah Alice Coltrane from her newest uh, unearthed release, uh, Kirtan, Teriah Sings. Um, it's all just like a solo album of her on, like, on the organ and singing. And it was actually originally intended just as a personal tape to members of her own uh, ashram. So, uh, but we all get to experience it now, and it's deeply moving and beautiful in a different way. Um, But, yeah, so this is a newer release, but uh, and we have a few more newer releases to throw on y'all but this is something that is just outstanding to me to my ears so I wanted to include it on these simmering summer ballads because I think it has that vibe to it so hope you dug it before that the one and only Charles Mingus big band under the direction of Gunther Schuller we heard Noon Night from Mingus's album Epitaph, um, recorded after the bassist composer Genius had passed away. Um, it's an incredible undertaking. Um, I mean, really. Um, Daniel Druckmann is on percussion. John Abercrombie is on the guitar. Carl Berger on the vibraphone. Victor Lewis on the drums. Two bassists, Edwin Schuler and Reggie Johnson. Two pianists, John Hicks and Sir Roland Hanna. And then you have Don Butterfield on the tuba. And then you have six, count them, six trombones. Irby Green, Britt Woodman, Sam Burtis. Eddie Burt, David Taylor, and Paul Folice. Six trumpets. Snooky Young, Lou Soloff, Randy Brecker, Jack Walrath, Joe Wilder, and even Wynton Marsalis. Then you have nine 
reeds. On alto saxophone, soprano saxophone, flute, and clarinet, Bobby Watson. Alto saxophone and clarinet, John Handy. Alto saxophone and clarinet, Jerome Richardson. Tenor saxophone, flute, oboe, English horn, and clarinet, Phil Botner. Tenor saxophone, George Adams, who we got to hear solo on that particular tune, Noon Night. Um, Barry saxophone and clarinet, Gary Smullyan. Barry saxophone, clarinet, flute, and piccolo, Roger Rosenberg. Bassoon and bass clarinet, Michael Rabinowitz. Uh, contrabass clarinet, bass clarinet, flute, Dale Kleps. So you've got nine reeds, six trumpets, six trombones, a tuba, two pianists, two basses, the guitar, vibes, percussion, and drum set. That's 30 players, 30 musicians under the conductor, Gunther Schuller who we just heard play French horn with Miles Davis on that Moon Dreams track. Um, yeah, this whole album is fantastic. And if you haven't checked out Epitaph, check out Epitaph. Um, it's well, well worth it. And then we started off the set with the Dorothy Fields' Jimmy McHugh composition, Don't Blame Me. And it was a solo piano rendition by the one and only Thelonious Sphere Monk. And it actually comes off his uh, most recent unearthed finding as well, Palo Alto, in 2020. So, um, yeah, that one was a solo piano piece by Monk, but the quartet, is on the other tracks, Ben Riley on drums, Larry Gales on bass, Charlie Rouse on tennis saxophone, along with Monk at the piano. And um, just, I don't even know if they'll ever hear this, but I want to put it out there because I believe in putting good vibes out in the universe. A sincere thank you to not only Danny Cher for recording this at the Palo Alto High School uh, in California in 1968 but a sincere thank you to the Monk family estate uh, T.S. Monk Thelonious IV um, all of those cats in the Monk you know um, household we really really uh, thank you for letting the world hear this uh, by Monk and, um, yeah, and Impulse Records. You know, it's just, it's an incredible um, piece of, of, of history. So, yeah. So, Monk, Mingus, and Alice Coltrane. You can't beat that, man. It's a different kind of beauty, but it's just gorgeous. Um, yeah, and if you're trying to write down all these albums to check out or whatever... You know, remember, just go to the website. It's a lot easier. You get the it's all set up super easy. There's big pictures of the album covers, the song that you heard, and the artist. So you can just kind of screenshot that or, you know, whatever. And that way you know exactly what to look for, you know, dig in the record crates for, order, 
Um, hopefully you're supporting a local record store if you have them because God knows we need more music and healing in the universe, right? So there you have it. Um, and just go to the website. The website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast. No spaces, right? Um, DrJazzPodcast.wordpress.com And you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that other, wherever you find your podcasts. Subscribe. That would be great. And uh, you can also write to us. So feel free to write to us. And, and we love hearing from our listeners, letting us know that there are people out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be great, you know. Um so yeah, all right. Enough of the the, the soapbox. So uh, we got two more fantastic sets for you. Hopefully, you are just relaxing, unwinding, as summer is drawing to the you know the 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 dead heat of summer, right? So hopefully, you're staying cool in whatever method you can, and you're digging on these vibes. And hopefully, we are curing that for you. So let's simmer a bit more. Thank you. 
All right. So we told you we were going to bring you some new releases, and that was one of them. That is the new unearthed Bill Evans um, trio uh, that was released from Elemental Music and Zev Feldman, uh, who has unearthed quite a number of great Bill Evans recordings um, from the Black Forest uh, on the album Some Other Time Than Another Time. Um, Evans in England, the Bill Evans trio at Art DeLugoff's Top of the Gate. Uh, what else? There's another one. Oh, Live at Ronnie Scott's. It just came out um, in December. So here we are, less than a year later, and here's another, yet another, uh, two-CD set uh, by the longest-running configuration of the Bill Evans Trio, which is uh, Eddie Gomez on the bass and Marty Morell on the drums, backing the ever-quantum Bill Evans on the piano. Uh, we heard the love theme from Spartacus, uh, which is a beautiful piece that, you know, doesn't get a lot of attention, but, man, it's so good. And, um, as I said, it, it, it's got great interviews with Eddie Gomez and Vijay Um Yeah, I mean, it's it's the booklet is superb. It's well done. It's well written. And the music sounds so crisp and clear. And according to the liner notes, um, there's been bootlegs of this before, but never with this kind of stellar sound. So if you want the best sounding possible uh, recording from the 1969 Netherlands recordings, you need to find Bill Evans' Behind the Dykes, the 1969 Netherlands recordings on Elemental Music. Um with Eddie Gomez and Marty Morell. It is incredible sounding. I will say that. Um, yeah, and, and it's a beautiful ballad, which totally um, goes in line with our, our theme of this episode, Simmering Summer Ballads. Uh, before that, quite a special treat, we heard the tune Light Weaving uh, from composer John Zorn from his most recent uh, album, Parables, which features the guitar trio. And by that, I don't mean guitar, bass, and drums. I mean, like, truly three acoustic guitars of Gian Riley, Terry Riley's son, Julian Lodge, and the great Bill Frizzell. All three together playing John Zorn compositions for Guitar Trio. And um, some of them are a little atonal, but some of them are gorgeous and beautiful. And I really particularly like this song. Uh, upon initial listen, <laughs> I'm sure I will listen to this whole album many, many more times and with deeper ears. Uh, but on the surface listen. I wanted to share this with y'all, and it's a tune called Light Weaving from John Zorn's album, Parables. Incredible. And I figure a great connecting thread with that would be to start off the set with uh, a guitar solo. And uh, by one of my favorite 
guitarists in all of jazz music. Um, the great John Abercrombie, who is on acoustic and electric guitars on this particular album. It's kind of like a solo album. Uh, from 1978, recorded in November of 1977, we heard Parable off of John Abercrombie's album Characters on ECM Records. Just a sensational album. You can't go wrong uh, with any of these tracks, and it's very intimate sounding. That's what I love about it. So there's a little Parable connection for you. Um, yeah, so just beautiful music. Um, and as we're kind of getting to the twilight time of this particular podcast, we get, yeah, that beautiful kind of guitar and light piano sound. So, and I wanted to close not necessarily with new music by Zorn and Bill Evans, but, uh, or new releases, but I wanted to close with some classic sounds so I've got three classic uh, recordings by some fantastic musicians uh, for you on this last set so again thank you so much for listening remember to check out the website and to write us if you have any ideas for shows or you just want to you know say if a particular episode moved you you know feel free to write us we'd love to hear from you um, yeah, so, uh, hopefully you've been digging this Simmering Summer Ballads edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and with that, let's get to our last and final set. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>
April in Paris Chestnuts in blossom Holiday tables Under the trees April in Paris This is a feeling No Holiday tables under the trees, babe. April in Paris. This is the feeling. Never met it face to face. I never knew my heart could sing. Never miss a warm embrace till April in Paris. Now who can I run to? What have you done to my
classic jazz um yeah so let's let's tackle it there so we started off the set with uh the one and only completely uh, inimitable Ahmad Jamal and his trio he's a living legend y'all Ahmad Jamal live from the Pershing Lounge in Chicago January 16th and 17th 1950 Eight. Uh, we heard What's New and that gorgeous um, background rhythm. It was just, it's so great. Vernel Fournier on the drums, Israel Crosby on the bass, and the one, the only Ahmad Jamal on the piano. Hmm. After that, we heard The Night We Called It A Day with Connie Kay on drums, Mr. PC, Paul Chambers on the bass, Hank Jones on the piano, John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone, and Milt Jackson on the vibraphone. We heard The Night We Called It A Day from their combined album on Atlantic records bags and train man this album i just keep coming back to it's so good you've got bags and train three little words bebop stairway to the stars centerpiece the night we called it a day it's so great so great and then we ended with ella and louis talking about the great ella fitzgerald and louis armstrong from their album Ella and Lewis from 1956 August 1956 and we heard April in Paris now I understand that April in Paris is about the month of April but this album was recorded in summer of 56 so they were feeling that heat you know Um, and what's exceptional about this album besides the overabundance of fantastic musicality is the fact that Ella and Louis Armstrong is backed by the one and only Buddy Rich on the drums, Herbie Ellis on the guitar, Ray Brown on the bass, and you got it, Oscar Peterson on the piano. This was a Verve Records super session, and it is just fantastic. Every song is fantastic, but there's something very cool, special, and mellow about their version of April in Paris. So we do hope you enjoyed it. Um, And this entire episode of Simmering Summer Ballads. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as I said before, we wouldn't be anything without you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If Even if it's just to say hi, you know, I've been listening for a week or I've been listening for one episode or I've been listening for a year. It'd be just nice to know that there are folks listening and we really appreciate whenever we do hear from those folks. So for the, the few of you who have written, thank you so very much. Um, and hopefully we've responded back to all of you. So rest assured that we will respond back if um, you do write us. So don't forget to check out the website for all track and album info. That's drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, and in the famous words of Duke Ellington, we mean it. We love you madly. So until next time, friends, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now because in jazz... We trust. <laughs>